Hey guys, we're back with s'more Podcast HQ goodness. Did you really just say s'more? I did. It's cute, right? TV camp and s'mores. I see what you did there, and I'm going to allow it, but I'm also hungry. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> this week, Deborah Birnbaum uh, of Variety is releasing the panel from our screening of The Affair with Jessica Rhodes, Sarah Treem, and Maura Tierney on her podcast, Remote Controlled, which you should go listen to. But we thought that would make a really good time for us to release a little bonus content and an interview that we did with them at the festival. The conversation you're about to hear is with our dear friend and television director, Emily Moss Wilson. They'll talk a lot about the affair and end with some of what they're currently watching and some really great thoughts on TV. I really love just seeing their dynamics or not seeing, but hearing their dynamics in a little bit more of a casual setting in Podcast HQ, which was in our Hulu lounge. But particularly Maura and Sarah's different memories of their first meeting and conversation, it's totally like the show, which is, you know, a play on what we all remember. All of our experiences are different, but it just completely plays out in this conversation that they have very different memories of their first conversations. So listen to this conversation here and then head over to Deborah's podcast, Remote Controlled, to hear the full panel. The whole panel is also available as a video on our content site, ATVXP.com. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Oh, also, season four of The Fair is currently airing on Showtime, so you should definitely be watching that, too. Enjoy. Those type of things. Um, so I am here with the ladies from The Affair. Uh, just quickly, just uh, give us your name and your role on the show. I'm Sarah Treem. I'm the showrunner. I'm Maura Tierney. I'm an actress. I play Helen. I'm Jessica Rhodes. I'm a producer. Awesome. Um, so we are about to premiere the fourth season on June 17th, I'm told, uh, on Showtime. Very exciting. Um, going into, I guess, you know, in Sarah or uh, Jessica, you can speak to this, but um, going into this fourth season, were there, um, let's remind people really quickly where we left off in season three and sort of where we're picking back up when this show premieres. Uh, so we left off at season season three um, with the with Noah having gone through kind of a breakdown in the wake of uh, a stabbing, um, and uh, he sort of rescues his daughter from a bad situation in Paris, brings her home, but isn't invited into his house because uh, he and uh, Helen have been um, tremendously at odds over the season, and so. We, we felt like season three was a, a little bit of the adage, like it gets worse before it gets better, mm -hmm. right? So the way that we sort of saw the, the season so far is the first season is the affair. Right. The second season is the immediate aftermath of the affair where everybody's just disaster trying control. to like... Disaster control, right? Yeah. Trying to like find a, a, a new normal somehow, right? And then there's much deeper psychological issues that are that just get buried in the, in the wake of a disaster where you're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. And those were the third season. And so there was a lot of uh, Noah Helen... Like it was, the relationship had gotten super toxic. Um, she really just she couldn't let him go, but obviously keeping him was a disaster. At that right. point. there was no there was no fixing well, it, it. He became to rep saving him be became to represent something to her that was just an illusion and a, a delusion. Right? And to a certain extent, maybe some self loathing that yes. you know the character was. He had treated her so badly, and and she was trying so hard to to fix it in, in, a, in an effort to maybe 
make what had come before okay mm-hmm. and what she had to get to I think at a certain point was like there's no fixing it she has to just let it go yeah. and move on yeah yeah and and we find you sort of in a I mean in, you're in a relationship at the end of season uh-huh. three mm-hmm. and seemingly in a good place in that relationship yeah everything seemingly is in a good place you know her kids are in a good place and she lives in a beautiful house and her relationship with her new boyfriend is in a good place and it all I, I hate this phrase for some reason on paper, but on paper, <laughs> it's, she's doing all right. She's doing all right. Right. But there's, um, you know, there's a level of anxiety or waiting for the other shoe to drop, which is another sort of what the earth phrase are. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but that she can't shake. Right. Know, no matter how kind of quote unquote good things are. Well, and to your point that you just brought up, Sarah, it's like you can't go through a trauma without it sort of having these ripple effects that both you can kind of anticipate and then you can't just for years and years and years. Right. right? And that's the way we kind of thought of the affair just as a series is that the the affair itself was just the sort of rock dropping in the The pond. catalyst. Yeah, exactly. And that the show is about the ripples that just keep going and going. Did you know at the end of season three that there was, I mean, did you treat the end of season three as a potential end of series? Did you know that a season four was coming? Like, how did you guys navigate, like, where where you kind of like satisfactor, satisfactory? I think we were pretty clear on the Not idea worth. that there was going to be a season four at the okay. end of season three. I, it, it's quite, quite a while ago now, so I <laughs> can't quite remember like when the information came down. Right. But I, I don't think we ever intended it to be a season finale. Okay. Um, I think we knew another one was coming. Yeah, just curious because obviously there are shows where that happens often. Right, a series and you, yeah. yeah, and you don't see it coming. Um, so thematically, maybe Jessica, you can speak to this. Thematically, were there are there certain themes in the fourth season that you're trying to really like make like pop that maybe weren't there before? Or I mean, you've spoken about how the, how, how sort of each season was sort of its own little mini like subject matter or theme but are there themes in this season that we haven't dealt with that we're going to be dealing with and without giving too much away just maybe talk thematically about it yeah sarah talks a lot about and more too about how this is a season of forgiveness Mm. Um, whether it's about forgiving other people or yourself that that's part of the process of life and moving on Mm -hmm. And I think what we, what we've been, I mean, at least I've been surprised by is like, as we've been doing this show now for, I don't know, maybe five years. Right. Yeah, since 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was trying to remember when I actually really moved back to New York. Mm-hmm. So that, were you there the first year? You just, oh, right, because your apartment was getting renovated. My apartment was getting yeah. done, but I mean, I did that play. <laughs> right. On Broadway. On Broadway. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you can uh, say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was on Broadway. But What's we started Broadway? rehearsals in January of... 2013 and then I met with you in July or so and then we shot the pilot in September right yeah so that's that's right you were that's right I remember you were on Broadway then yeah, I met yeah. you in, at was the she on Broadway. Bar. She was on Broadway. I was on Broadway. Well, I, I've never been on Broadway. I so. just was on Broadway. Um, so uh, <laughs> anyway, we've been doing this show for quite a while, and I yeah. think like Five we years. we have all grown a lot uh, as the show has grown, right? I, at least I haven't. So I think that one thing that's nice about the show is because it is such a relationship drama, and right. it doesn't necessarily have a procedural element or a grand sci-fi plan or anything like that. That it. That, that the show gets to evolve, you know, mm-hmm. with us as writers and also with, 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 with the actors as well. And it gets, it really gets to sort of change. And we, we end up drawing from our own experiences at the moment and from, from what we've seen in the characters the previous season. And what you're and finding along the way discoveries in the process, we make. I'm yeah, sure. It's, it's a very, very organic um, 
At least uh, on my side, it's a pretty organic experience. I, I sort of think of it as sort of like chapters in a book, you know, yeah. with the, the heading of like the affair, the aftermath, the, you know, like, and I think that's a really, you know, you already have these great like different points of view that you're telling the story through, but then you get that extra layer of sort of these, these tiers of... Uh, you know, just surviving a trauma or dealing with a trauma. And I think that's the thing, like the longer you live, the more of a hypocrite you sort of make of yourself, you know, all these things that you thought. <laughs> no, it's true, but I mean, in a good way. Okay. No, no, no. Say more. Say more. I mean, I'm the, curious. I mean, hypocrite as a positive. Like, you know, you, you, you have these, these, these very defined expectations for yourself, I think, as a young person. And, and you're like, I am this person. I'm not this, this type of person. I would never do that. I only do this. And at least in my experience of getting older, it's like you just end up proving yourself wrong over and over and over again. And that is so interesting, yes. actually, from a character perspective, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're That's the same character. Too. Yeah, right. I mean, Maura, let's talk a little bit about quickly um, when you first read the material, like, was it imme- was it immediately like, oh, my God, yes, I have to play this character. I have you to mean in the, the beginning? Show? Yeah, in yes, the beginning. I very much felt that way. Cool. And then Wait, how? Tell them, uh, tell them how you were just like, there's no character here. Write a fucking character. Well, I didn't. But I don't have that memory. I have that memory. This is like the show. Yeah. But how? When do you? When in your memory? I don't. My memory you, is but that like, we met, at the, we we met at the Bowery Hotel, and I and you were just like, I think the material is great, but I don't know what this character is. And I was like, please do this show. Stick with I, me. I promise I'll be <laughs> right. the character. And then around like the third or fourth episode, you were like, where's the goddamn character? But I would. Did I say where's no, the goddamn? Didn't say, no. My head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of myself for doing that. I mean, I mean, well, what would have happened had I not? I mean, it, probably you would have gotten there. Probably, but you were uh, right. I mean, there were, we had gone into this place where it like that. Right. Because the idea in the beginning had been that she and that Cole and Helen were somehow blameless. Right. And that was a mm. it was more of a philosophical concept that we had going in because we really didn't want to make it like there was a reason for them to Yeah, like yeah. she's like a wench and he's yeah. an abuser. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Right. But from I have a, to get out of this relationship. Right, right, right. Right. There's yeah. an excuse to cheat. There was no... But the truth is that actually made the characters come across as somewhat mm. flat. Like, you, they, yeah. they had to have more... The, the relationship had to get more complicated in order to... So anyway, that was the idea. Well, I'm glad I did that because yeah. look what happened. <laughs> it's very good. More, is there something that, like, Helen, like, playing this Can character? Can I just... I'm sorry, Andrew. I've read that, you saying that, and I have no, no memory, memory of doing that. None. It is yeah. just really like the show. It is reality. Yeah. I, I, and I believe you. He's like, why are you yelling at me? No. <laughs> but I'm so glad we're here now. No, 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 you didn't say that. You know, you were totally lovely about it. Yeah, you were just like, I'm just not sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Maybe I made, I made, I, I might I, have made it up. I'm not suggesting that you did. I just think it's really, it's like, it's the truth in, it's look at what's happening. It's like exactly. I when people like say the show is too extreme, to I'm like, too. it's not. Yeah. It, it, nothing is, everything is true and nothing yeah, is. By the, by the way, your perspective is incredibly fragile and subjective. You yeah. should just say that to people. Okay. Like, there, there is no reality. That is what I say. But it's a valid question as an actor to ask. And obviously, like they, in their minds, they know where the show is going or where they hope to take it. But you only have what's in front of you you know like you're not in the room seeing like all the things that are happening and in the room in the writer's room yeah 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 but sarah's really good about um with all of us i think running by whatever they've come up with so saying this is roughly roughly what we want to talk about and what we think will happen and what what will motivate this and what we want it thematically to be so we're not in the room, but we are. Uh, we are told. You also right. don't informed like to hear too far ahead. I don't like to hear. I mean, I mean, I like that you care. 
and to see if anything's sort of disturbing to me. But an actor like Josh, Josh Jackson really wants to know. He wants to see the scripts. He wants to know. He wants to know in advance. And I don't prepare, yeah. work that way. We work in a very different way. I yeah. like to be a little off balance. Yeah, of it's course. It's better for me not to see a not script Not to know everything that's coming. Right. Because yeah. it gets too rote. You need, I, need, I like to be surprised. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears just a little bit because we have just a few more minutes and uh, just talk quickly about the sort of TV in general and the festival and all of these things. There's wine flowing, and it's a fun time on these couches. Um, just really quickly, I want to ask you all, and you can just kind of go down the line of like what you're watching right now, and also like how are you watching TV? I think that's a new kind of question of the last couple years of like what are your TV watching habits? Do you like DVR stuff and then watch it all at once, or you know that sort of thing? So let's just start with you, Jessica. What are you watching, and how are you watching TV? I heard a rumor that the Deadwood movie is actually like maybe, 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 maybe out in the future. So I went back to like binge Deadwood, um, which I could not figure out my contraptions. And I found DVDs that someone had gifted me years ago. And that is Rock literally on. the most analog version of binging. Um, and then because I make pretty dark television, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like a Don't queer eye addict. I, oh my what? gosh, that show. Queer eye? Queer eye? The, the uh, new They're like cast? the sixth person that has told me. People It'll make you cry. It's just, just yeah. like... The first one was good. Too. This one's better. It's, it's, it's so more human. good. Yeah. And so I, I just watched that on Netflix. And then I have to admit, like I follow all of the new Fab Five on Instagram and they just brighten my day. Yeah. Those boys. It's a feel-good show them. for sure. Um, all right, what about you? What are you watching? How are you watching? I'm watching... You know, I had TiVo back in the day. Oh, yeah. And TiVo was so... I love the noises it made. I was in charge of my TiVo. And then it went away. Like, now you have to have a DVR. And I, I'm i not in charge of it. It's in charge of me. So I don't. I, I watch TV on demand mostly. But I yeah. also watch TV in real time. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching Patrick Melrose right now, which I cannot... It's fucking killing me. So you do appointment television. Like, you will Yeah, but say, I'm old school that way. I don't mind. Like, I get excited for... I, I watch Homeland the same way. Um, I... I, 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 I There's certain things that I of don't. Of course. But if... Uh, but I like looking forward to that. It's a nice... If I can't see it, I'll... And having that week-to-week -week break for you to process yes. and anticipate and all of those I actually things. think it's... Binge-watching is not great for actors because you can... If you wait a week, you don't see everybody's ticks. So if you watch a show after show after show, you're like, oh, that's what she does when yeah. she's consternated. You know, it's, I don't think it's the greatest thing for yeah. actors. And Sarah, what about you? Um, I don't watch that much television. That's all right. Uh, I, I, but, I, but when I do watch, I tend to watch comedies. Because oh, okay. it, like, I feel like if you work in drama, you don't want to watch drama. It's a break drama. for your yeah, brain. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love Insecure. I yeah, think me Lisa too. Ray is a genius. I yep. think she reminds me of a sort of a young Tina Fey, and she's just got such a control over her craft and her voice. And uh, she has this interesting sort of distancing technique that she does, where she's she's there, but she's also an observer. And yeah. I reminded me of Tina Fey. Um, and I really like Atlanta. And oh I really God, like yes. Silicon Valley, and I love Better Things. Oh it's a my A little gosh. close to home. <laughs> Single I love mother Silicon Los Valley too. Yeah. I don't watch Better Things, but I love Silicon Valley. You would like Better you Things. Would I don't yeah. even know you, but I sense you would like yeah, Better Things. Yeah, Pamela Edlund, she's amazing. Yeah, everyone. Um, well, we do, I, but we're out of time already. Okay. That was easy breezy. Thank you guys for being here and, um, so. and being at the festival. Yeah, right. thank you.
Thank you all for tuning in to this live release of our ATX Festival panel. Please come back and listen to the variety of topics coming your way from writer's rooms to reunions to industry insider issues. This podcast was made possible by our partners, Matica Productions and the Forever Dog Network. For more information on us and our podcast projects, please visit atxfestival.com and atvxp.com slash podcast. Next year's festival dates are June 6th through 9th, 2019, and passes are available now.